In a world that tells us that we outgrow picture books, one author seeks to tell a different story. Picture books are for grown-ups too. Hello friends, welcome to Picture Books Are For Grown-Ups Too, the podcast where we believe you're never too old for a great picture book. And we also believe that these tiny tales can lead to big connection. I'm your host, Patrice Scopo, and I write lyrical stories that celebrate joy, expand understanding, and foster compassion. I'm the author of the essay collection, All the Colors We Will See. My debut picture book, All the Places We Call Home, is based on one of the essays in my collection. Thanks for joining in today's conversation. I'm delighted to have you here. Hello, 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 picture book pals. Today, I am just delighted to have Amanda Davis on the show, and we are going to be talking about her beautiful new book, Moonlight Memories, illustrated by Michelle Jing Chan. And if you're listening to this episode in real time when it airs in May, know that this book is available for pre-order now. It is coming out the 13th of June when you can have a hard copy in your hands. So I encourage everyone listening to go out and pre-order a copy of this gorgeous book that you are going to learn more about shortly. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Amanda. Amanda is a teacher, artist, writer, and innovator who uses her words and pictures to light up the world with kindness. Oh, that's so beautiful, Amanda. After losing her father at a young age, Amanda turned to art and writing as an outlet. It became her voice, a way to cope, a way to escape, and a way to tell her story. She was thus inspired to teach art and pursue her passion for writing and illustrating children's books. In addition to Moonlight Memories, Amanda is the author of the award-winning picture book, 30,000 Stitches, the inspiring story of the national 9-11 flag and a yet to be announced forthcoming title. Amanda has over 10 years of experience as a classroom teacher and was selected as Massachusetts Secondary Art Educator of the Year. Congratulations. When she's not busy creating, you can find her sipping tea, petting dogs, and exploring the natural wonders of the Bay State with her family and her rescue pup, Cora. Amanda, welcome to Picture Books Are For Grownups Too. I'm so happy to have you on the show. And I loved what you said about words and pictures to light up the world with kindness. And I'm also just curious about your tea sipping habits, if you have a favorite tea that you might wanna share with all of us. Oh, yes. Hi, Patrice. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And Patrice, your energy is just oozing and <laughs> contagious. I love it. I'm Thank smiling you. behind the screen here, even though people can't see me. Yes. So tea was one of your questions. Yeah, love tea. Yeah. Yep. One of my favorites is chamomile. Oh, very yes. Calming. I'm very into the herbal teas. I don't do yes. well with a lot of caffeine. It makes me a little jittery. So Yes, I understand that. I've noticed that about myself, too, <laughs> as a tea drinker, that I've had to start really shunning the caffeine, the caffeinated ones. So yes. I love the suggestion. But chamomile is a perfect, delightful, calm our souls tea. Yes, love it. And then what was your other question? Oh, it wasn't even a question. It was just more my comment about what you said in your bio about your words and pictures lighting up the world with kindness. And I love that because that is something we surely could use more of in our world is more kindness. 
I agree. And yeah, I, I hope to talk a little bit more about that as we get into our discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I would just love to hear your thoughts about the ways in which we associate picture books with young children. But this podcast believes that you're never too old for a great picture book and you don't need to be a child or have a child or work with children or be a librarian or anything like that in order to read and enjoy a picture book. So Amanda, I'd love for you to share why you believe grownups benefit from reading picture books. Yes, grownups definitely benefit from reading picture books. I completely agree with this. As a high school art educator for 10 plus years, I know for a fact that older, I know we're, we're talking about adults here, but I consider the high schoolers uh, young adults and yes. they love picture books. I would use them yes. all the time in the classroom. So I know firsthand from being in the classroom that that age group also loves picture books. And I feel like yes. they're a little bit forgotten about um, when it yes. comes to the picture books. We would just read the story. So we'd have story time and then we do oh. art projects in connection with that. And I had author illustrators come and visit. They loved it. Oh, that's great. I yeah. love that. So I know first firsthand that it can work with older age groups. Mm -hmm. And I also just feel like the layered nature of picture books can be appealing to all ages. There's so many themes that are layered in. We have the art aspect, which mm -hmm. brings this beautiful marrying of text and image. As an art educator, we would always look at the art and the story in the art yes. as well. So I feel like for adults, um, you have those multi-layers in there. You have those universal themes that everyone can connect to. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. lastly, my first book was a nonfiction book. So that really brought me into the world of nonfiction picture mm -hmm, books. Mm -hmm. And I learned so much. So yes. just the idea that with picture books, it's boiled down into 32, 40, 48 pages, right. whatever it is. And we can come away learning so much from them as well. So that's something that I love. Yeah. You can, you know, learn about a subject matter in one sitting. Um, yes, yeah. absolutely. No, I think those are great thoughts that you shared there. Uh, you know, I just want to echo as well. That's something that's come up on the podcast before this idea of learning something in one sitting. So I think that's very mm -hmm. powerful. I also love what you mentioned about the layered aspect of picture books and how, you know, as you were using them with these young adults that you would read the story and that would be a jumping off point to create something. So mm -hmm. some sort of art project you were saying, some sort of, um, I guess something that resonates with the individual who is hearing this story. So I think that's very powerful work that you're doing, Amanda. So thank you so much for sharing that. Well, I think let's go ahead and talk about your forthcoming book, Moonlight Memories. And for listeners who aren't familiar with this book, let me share some of the book summary. Piper is feeling sad and empty after the loss of her mother. So when her father, who is struggling in his own way, gives her a telescope to console her, she's excited to explore the night sky. But she doesn't find stars or planets when she looks through her lens. Instead, she finds a constellation of memories, a treasured collection of big and small moments with her mother, which she hurries to draw before they fade from view. Night after night, she sketches until eventually she finds herself in a room covered in memories, surrounded by reminders of her mother's love. Amanda, this story is absolutely beautiful. And I just reread it again before we you know, got on this um, interview. 
And I was moved again by the way the words and the illustrations are working together. And I'd love if you could share a little bit about the origins of this story. What drove you to create this particular book? Thanks for the kind words about the story. As you mentioned, the inspiration, uh, you mentioned it in my bio, came from me losing my father at a young age. And I remember no one really talked about it. Um, mm. I think that's changing a little bit now for the better, mm -hmm. but it wasn't really normalized to talk yes. about loss or death um, yes. for the parent that is grieving if there's another parent involved or mm -hmm. caregiver, you know, they're just trying to move forward and kind of, my, it was my sister and I, so mm -hmm. she, my mom was just trying to kind of keep going, right? Yes. So no one really talked about it. I don't remember being given many books. So I experienced this loss at a young age and didn't really know how to process or cope. So not knowing it, I turned to what I love, which was art in writing. Hmm. And so I would be writing poems or making art and that would bring me comfort. So it was really the story was based off of this idea that art can be a place of comfort and healing after loss. Yes. And I hope that the book also can be a resource for, yeah, parents, mm -hmm. adults who mm -hmm. have experienced a loss as mm -hmm. well as a child because they're going through their own grief as the dad in the story is too. Right. Absolutely. And I think um, as I was reading this story, I think it just does powerfully point out that reality that there is the presence of these multiple griefs happening in the story that Piper's grief, but also her father's grief that's there too. And just people figuring out ways to move in this, I guess, was what really came to the surface. So I think you presented that powerfully. Well, I'm curious if there are maybe some other emotions or experiences in Moonlight Memories that you believe will connect with adult readers. Yes. So, you know, unfortunately, I think loss and grief are are well known to many people. Mm -hmm sadness as well, but also hope and light and yes. finding the bright spots in dark times, learning mm -hmm. how to come through these difficult events in our life. So I think these are universal topics and themes that we've all experienced and can relate to in our lives. And yeah, I hope that my book can help adults reflect on that. Yes. And if they're going through similar things that it will provide them with a sense of comfort and hope and light too. Yeah. And yeah. Absolutely. I know something that stood out for me too, as I was reading this book, it, it's very moving as you're just in the moment with this family, as they're trying to make sense of what is happening. And it occurred to me as well that a book like this, it may be easy to think, oh, this book is only for people who have lived this actual experience. And I think as I finished, I thought, no, I believe this book definitely speaks into someone who has lived, who is living an experience like this. But as you've already mentioned too, loss and grief impact us in so many ways. And I believe the reality of what art can do to help speak into all types of loss and grief matter too. So I would hope that anyone who reads this as well would take that in, take that from this story too, is what can art potentially do for your own spaces of grief and loss, whatever those might look like. Yeah, thank you for touching upon that too, because that is how I view this. I view this not only a book about grief and loss, but just overarching, like coming through a hard time, whatever mm -hmm. that is, and finding your outlet, whether it is art or writing or maybe music yes. or 
whatever it is, like that something and that sense of like community mm -hmm. as well, like where you can process these, these big right. emotions. So maybe it's not specifically the loss of a person either. We can mm -hmm. grieve things. We can grieve pets. We can grieve houses that we've moved from. Right. There's a lot of different ways to grieve and not just grieving, like you said, but just overcoming hard things. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And my, my first three books are really all about that because mm -hmm. it was an important piece of who I am. And healing isn't linear, right? It's a journey that continues on. I'm an adult and I still miss my dad. I still think about what would it be like if he was here? So yes. as adults, we are still processing these things in yes. different ways. And the healing journey, I think, continues for a very long time. And that's something that I really learned from my first book, 30,000 Stitches, mm -hmm. with interviewing a lot of people mm -hmm. who lost people during 9-11 yes. you know they're still grieving um right. it's a long long journey that might continue throughout life healing yes. healing is a long journey <laughs> yes yes i i really appreciate that you said that that healing is a long journey and healing isn't linear i think those are really important just comments reflections that you've brought to the surface here because i do think we often live in a society that wants to believe that healing is just take the next step and the next step and the next step and you're going to arrive at whatever that destination is without seeing i don't know the circle backs the kind of spirals and returns and mm -hmm. um the fact that maybe a something that was that happened a deep sadness you experienced years from now something can trigger that and you are right back in that moment of deep mm -hmm. sadness. So I think just even highlighting those, I appreciate that, Amanda. And um, the other thing that I was thinking about too, related to Moonlight Memories, is I love how the father gives Piper the telescope and the telescope becomes, I guess, the conduit for yeah. the creation. And it just also made me think about how something can lead to something else and how mm. beautiful that can be when you know something leads to the next thing that might actually be what offers the comfort there too so anyways that's just a another thought that i had well amanda i am passionate about creating spaces that encourage human thriving and i truly believe that picture books are a wonderful gateway into this work that picture books can help us celebrate the beauty of our stories but they can also help us connect with one another so i'm curious related to moonlight memories do you have an activity grown-ups can engage with or maybe a question grown-ups can ask them excuse me can ask themselves to help them more deeply connect with their own story their own experience yeah so i think going back to kind of what we were just discussing since this book is about kind of overcoming something difficult in your life reflecting on that whether it is a loss or whatever it is if it's a difficult emotion that you're going through taking time to pause mm -hmm. ask yourself how has this affected me then mm -hmm. and perhaps now mm. and then you can maybe draw about it since we're talking about drawing in the book yes. draw about it write about it um, yes. if it is a particular loss of a person or a pet or a house you can also write a letter about that like write mm -hmm. a letter to the person that has passed away especially if it's sudden um, yes. that can often be helpful since maybe you didn't have a chance to say goodbye yes um, but really taking time to reflect on that and again finding something that brings you comfort maybe it's just going for a walk and looking up at the sky and mm -hmm. having some memories of that person but really mm -hmm. taking that time to ask yourself 
and giving your time yourself time to process and ask yes. yourself how has this affected me then now as we've talked about like this idea that our healing continues throughout life so yes thinking yes. about how it might be showing up and really just yeah reflecting mm-hmm. on that part of who mm-hmm. you are and maybe how it shaped who you are mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i think that's an important just suggestion because i think I think the act of reflecting can sometimes be a scary thing that we don't necessarily always want to engage with. But I think as you highlight, it can be really important and Mm -hmm. it can matter in our own journeys of healing. I know when my grandmother passed away a couple years ago, one of the things I did in the first couple months after that is I started making a list, just a list of all the things I remembered about her. And I just kept listing and kept listing. I didn't feel like I had to finish or complete the list at any point or, you know, in a sitting or anything like that. And then as that list, I don't know, eventually you kind of start not having as many memories pouring out, but it became such a beautiful thing for me to just go back and reread the list Mm -hmm. and reflect on each of those moments. So yeah, I think I agree with you. Absolutely. That's very powerful to think about. Well, similarly, I'm wondering if you have an activity or question based on your book that could help grownups more deeply connect with each other. So grownups connecting with one another based on Moonlight Memories. Mm. I have a couple things here. One of them I just thought of when you were just sharing that beautiful remembrance that you did for your grandmother. But something I, I actually do all the time now, because we can get so caught up in those difficult feelings that we aren't present either. Mm. So I guess I wanted to share just a couple things that help keep me present and keep me also focused on the joy amidst some of these hard feelings. So first is, and I think we, you know, we've heard this before in terms of like positive psychology perhaps, but just gratitude. I really, I do this every day is just writing down the things I'm grateful for. I either do it in the morning or at night. And then a couple of things that I've started to add to that is sharing with my partner a happy memory from the day, mm. something that brought us joy, which I love I doing like that. that. And then looking forward. So like, what am I looking forward to the next day? Ooh, um, I like that. Yeah. So kind of like taking time to savor those things, mm-hmm. I think is really important because amidst that, because some of those harder feelings, mm-hmm. we can lose sight of the joy and the light and we have to continue to have that hope. Um, mm. So some of those activities perhaps can be done to help uh, infuse joy and light into our ourselves and our days. And then lastly, just sharing your story. I'm all about sharing our stories yes. and being curious, asking questions about other people's stories. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important because we have much more in common than sometimes we think. And yes. I also will say finding your communities. I feel like during the pandemic, I lost that a bit and Mm -hmm. that really affected me. Mm -hmm. But finding your communities, being in connection with other people who have similar experiences perhaps or have different experiences, Mm -hmm. which would be even better that you can learn from. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, I feel like that's so important, talking to each other, asking each other questions, learning each other's stories, and then also giving back. I think especially if you are going through a hard time, giving back to others can sometimes be hard because you're Mm. trying to process your own things, but Mm. it can be something so worthwhile and meaningful. I want to just throw in if people who are listening are perhaps experiencing their own loss. I started volunteering with this organization called Empower Her, Mm. which I wish I had when I was younger. 
they're actually rebranding to just be empower because okay. they're going to serve children of all parent loss. They used to be okay. daughters who have lost mothers, um, oh, but now it okay. now it's all parent loss and they have mentoring. So oh, wow, neat. if there's a child like me when I was 12 years old who right. had lost my dad, didn't know who to talk to, I could be paired up with an adult who has shown that you can survive this, you can thrive. Yes. So yes. I don't know, just the idea of being able to give back in that way now for myself, perhaps as a mentor feels really good. Yes. So I think, yeah, my other piece of advice would be to think about ways that you can give back, whether that's in relation to whatever difficult experience you went through mm -hmm. or not. I think that that can really be a great way to connect with one another and just feel good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amanda, thank you so much. I mean, yeah. all of the ideas you shared there are meaningful and powerful and I think really can impact how we move through the world even as we are interacting with our own hard things. So thank you for just sharing those. I'm going to put everything in the show notes so people can go back and find the questions that Amanda suggests that we ask and some of these different activities that she's mentioned as well. But Amanda, thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared here. Everyone, the book is Moonlight Memories. And if you are listening in real time, it is available for pre-order right now. It releases on June 13th of this year, 2023. I encourage everyone to go out and pre-order this book, or if it's after June 13th, purchase this beautiful book. Well, Amanda, I am just wondering if you have any upcoming projects you'd like to share or any final thoughts that you'd like to share about what we've talked about or what we may have missed. Sure. So upcoming projects. I do have a forthcoming title. Yay! It's another, yay, nonfiction. It's unannounced yet, yet so I can't say too much, but mm -hmm. it does have, surprise, surprise, themes of healing and mm -hmm. loss and hope, <laughs> um, but it also has themes of animal and human bonds. Oh, neat. I love animals as well. So yeah, I'm really excited about that one. And I'm working on one that I also illustrated. So that's a goal. Oh, of mine. And, exciting. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that one. That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing those things. Well, Amanda, I really appreciate you being a guest today on Picture Books Are For Grownups Too. Thank you so much for sharing with us how your tiny tale can lead to big connection. Can you please let listeners know where they can go to learn more about you and your work? You can find me on my website, which is my name, amandadavisart.com. And then I'm also on social media, Twitter, at Amanda Davis art and then Instagram at Amanda Davis underscore art. Yeah. And just thank you so much. Thank you so much everyone for listening. I hope everyone, if you are happen to be going through anything difficult yourself, I hope that this has been helpful and inspiring. And I hope that everyone goes out and reads a bunch of picture books. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Amanda, thank you. Thank you so much for being a guest today. It really has been uh, just so good speaking with you. Thank you. Please subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you loved what you heard, please leave a review. Reviews really help others find the show. If you'd like to receive email updates about new episodes, please go to patricegopo.com and subscribe to my newsletter. 
And remember, the world may tell us that we outgrow picture books, but we have the power to tell a different story. Until next time, keep reading picture books because picture books are for grown-ups too.